Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grade traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two while sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market Report and Bite Size Doing Grain podcast for week commencing the 28th of November 2022. As you know, the last little note I wrote down was uh, football. I'm trying to start with football. England won 6-2 against Iran, and being at the age of 60 and having watched lots of World Cups and European Championships, I'm used to England either, well, not losing normally, but drawing nil-nil the first game, then hoping the other teams sort of do something terrible, so we just about scrape through in the group stages. So if they can beat America tonight, which would always be a nice thing, which we never do, I'll add, in the World Cup, but we might just beat them as well, and be in the crazy position of having two wins under our belt, and um, qualified for the next round without having to try in the third game, which is, you know, that's vaguely exciting. I appreciate the luxury of that. I also appreciate being 4 or 5 nil up, or 4 or 5 one up, with plenty of time in the game to go thinking, yeah, we've won, you can just kind of chill out and make a cup of tea, can't you? Anyway, for those non-football fans, of which there are many in the farming community who aren't really into it, it's a very interesting political dynamic going on at the moment, and there's a bucket load of different cultures who are beginning to rub each other up the wrong way, if you haven't spotted it. And it's all very well the West holding their mouths or doing the things we do or having rainbow armbands, but I do put forward that, you know, we are not the judge and jury, and we have enough things to be a little bit humble about, so... If we're going to have one world and we recognise it as a small planet, then just maybe we should be respectful of other people's cultures. And for whatever reasons, for whatever things we think are wrong, there's a number of things that we perhaps do wrong. Anyway, preaching over. Let's get on to the grain market. Firstly, prices. The market is under pressure. There's no two ways about it. Now, you can pick on a number of factors, and everyone's a brilliant expert on this after the event. It is very clear there is demand destruction. You know, the price is high. People can't afford to buy the product, so it's coming down. There's other issues that are immediately affecting the UK, bird flu especially, and large slices of Europe. So consumption is dropping because there's less flocks out there, and there's less pigs in the UK anyway. So we have a number of consumers who are cancelling deliveries for November and for December, and they will be for Jan and Feb as well, which puts pressure on when you've got lots of people who've committed to moving grain. They think, oh, why haven't you moved it? Well, if the consumer physically isn't going to take it and they've changed their plans, it isn't easy to magically produce a new place to take it. So that's part of the pressure as well. And I'm sure some of the merchants, like ourselves, are going to end up carrying some stuff from Nov into Deck and even some stuff from December into Jan. And a number of their farmers will accommodate that and a number of other farmers won't for whatever physical reasons. But it is actually quite stressful from the logistics side. So that pressure, you then have to look outside that immediate effect and you have to say the Chinese lockdown is going to have an impact on all commodities. You know, they've got higher numbers of COVID than before. And consequently, they are closing, you know, everything's shutting down again. And that will have an impact, you know, internationally, which will have an impact on us. On top of that, why else is it going down, everybody? I don't know. I mean, maybe the price is just too high. But AHDB came out with some crop figures. You know, you can argue about the size of the crop, whether they stated it was too big, possibly. 
you could argue that their animal use figures didn't drop enough because it's clear there is going to be a big drop in consumption. They're saying there's less corn being used and more wheat being used. I suspect those figures will be revised quite markedly at the end of the season. But everyone's got their kind of crop ideas. As a rule of thumb, as a very basic item to observe... If someone sold us six loads of wheat from their barn for November, we've moved six loads of wheat, and they then sold us another one or two loads. My point being, they probably thought there might be half a load left or a load, but they've got more than they thought, and that is happening regularly. Now, some people are more accurate with their assessment, I get that, but the kilo weights being so high this year has surprised people with just how many tonnes of wheat they've got, and the combine yield might give you a rough indication, but this year it looks like they're slightly understating it, so that is good news obviously for a farmer producer to have a bit more to sell it's going to inevitably mean bad news for the price if there's more wheat out there than we thought so this last week there's a big rumor that the chinese have bought a whole lot of french wheat now that should make the market bullish certainly in france they're cracking on with their exports but it hasn't the french has also been coming down you know looking around the world for other reasons there's lots and lots of ukrainian wheat offered all over europe so that's a bearish factor and it's quite cheap So it is getting out of the country and it is available, so there is plenty of Ukrainian grain. There's also clearly a Russian surplus. He's got to be nice enough, if you can actually use that word, to make sure that he gets some of his surplus cleared. But it's there, everybody knows it's there, and that's not going to be the most expensive wheat in the world at the moment, because they need the money as well. So we're giving you all the bearish side. I guess the bullish, the Chinese buying, the Aussie wet harvest, what's the damage on that? The implications on Aussie rape in Australia with the lack of sunlight as well as the wet and the stuff they've swathed literally lying in water. I don't know, that could have an impact on that. The Argentine drought, yep, that's going to have an impact. So there's a few vaguely in the distance bullish items in amongst that, but you can't buck the trend or ignore the reality that the grain market is under pressure. It's coming down. It came down five good yesterday. And as I touch on prices in a second, you're going to go, oh, blimey. Thank goodness the Norfolk Dinner is back. Hosted by the Norfolk Institute of Agricultural Merchants, this year's event will be at St Andrew's Hall in the centre of Norwich on Thursday the 19th of January 2023. There'll be food, a chance to talk and meet with each other, plus you can even get your name on the wall and be famous. To book your tickets and find out about sponsorship, email ben at doinggrain.co.uk. So that's the Norfolk Dinner, 19th of January 2023, St Andrew's Hall, Norwich. Let's make the grain trade alive and thrive again. Have you thought about spring nitrogen? TMAC Agro UK have been producing fertiliser for the world's farmers for 60 years and have been supplying the UK grassland sector for 40. Recently, TMAC have brought their proven, industry-leading technology to the UK arable market. Their end process technology operates 25% more efficiently than conventional fertilisers. This allows the opportunity for reduced application rates and increased yields year on year. Their trained nutrient advisors are operating in your area now. To learn more about TMAC or speak to one of our advisors, please call 07939 026 or email info at uk.tmacagro.com. Thank you for your time and enjoy the rest of the podcast. So here we go. Feed wheat for January X farm, 240. A significant drop. 
we would pay probably 248 249 for may this is before the futures open on friday morning i'm afraid because i've got to leg it to a meeting in a minute hence the bite size podcast I still see the market in the short term going down. I'll remind everybody there is nine and a bit months to go till there's a proper harvest happening in the UK again. And in that period of time, there's an awfully large number of things that could happen. Not least, new crop could start getting droughted out or heat waved out sometime in April, May next year. And at that point, new crop will lead old crop back to the promised land of higher prices. But it becomes intense when you're selling grain. You think, oh, the world's going to end. And my biggest fear as a trader trying to give good advice to farmers is... If the market does go down and stay down because there's a surplus this year and next year's crop reaches fruition with an enormous crop as well, the price is probably going to be hanging around the 200 mark or lower. That's my nightmare because if I haven't sold everything up in these levels, that makes me an idiot because you've given bad advice and you're missing out on 40, 50 pounds a tonne. You know, these are still brilliant prices historically. They're a very good profit with all of those things I've repeated week after week. But, you know, the easiest thing for me would be for everybody to sell everything and then I could just put my feet up and have a proper time out. Like, you know, as we know, grain traders only work at harvest. And the rest of the year, we actually just, what do we do exactly? We go to the pub, a beer, have a few lunches, things like that. Which reminds me, I've had a tad of criticism for my humour on how much farmers do between November and Feb. I quote, you know, it's a wonder he's got any customers. So you know who said that, guys. So uh, there's a thumbs up to you. It would be nice, perhaps, if we had a volunteer to come and explain to me. Not a um, livestock farmer, but an arable farmer. Explain all of the incredibly long and arduous hours you spend over the winter with the jobs, you know, protecting the landscape, etc. So I'm looking for a volunteer to defend the case or have that debate on the podcast. You know, I'm very interested in keeping my customer base, so I'll be nice. But yeah, it would be an interesting conversation if someone's up for that. I'm digressing from prices, aren't I? Let's go on to old crop. We'll stay on old crop. Feed barley, 228x for Jan, kind of mirroring the wheat. Not much interest in it at the moment. Not much feed barley out there. As I said before, we're clearing our feed barley out. I don't see any point in hanging on to it. So a couple of boats are going to take the bulk of what we've got in stock. And then after that, we won't have any or we'll have very little. Malting barley is also under pressure. Old crop pre-Christmas is tough to find movement. Certainly the cargoes that should be moving are in place, if you like. But I can see the consumer dragging his feet a little bit, or he's got more than enough coming at him. So ex-farm November, depending on grade, 275, something like that, maybe less, 270. February, 280. So there's not much carry and there's not much interest. And it seems a bit dead. I think there might be a better day. As we get towards next harvest, let's not forget how fantastic the quality of this year's crop is. And any molster who's going to look at that fantastic quality and go, I might buy new crop cheaper. He might well buy new crop cheaper, but it might be thin, manky, high nitrogen rubbish versus Rolls-Royce low nitrogen, bold, fabulous grain. So I suspect at the end of the season, there will be molsters prepared or even merchants prepared to put stuff into stock to carry it into new crop. So I don't think that one's going to die a death because of the fabulous quality of that crop. Moving on to old crop oilseed rape, and that really has been a howler. It's 480. It's in a bit of a nosedive scenario at the moment. I'm not great on rape prices. Oil prices are coming down. You know, I'm just watching the Matty futures on a daily basis drop. So, I mean, they're still good prices historically, but, you know, you're below 500 now, which is obviously an unmitigating disaster, he said, ironically. Moving on to new crop, I would say that we have, at this point in time, the Nov futures are at 239 was a close last night. So 
227X, which is only 12 under the futures, a bit more aggressive than last year. Trying to second guess, we're being a little bit more aggressive on it because there's not really that much we're trading at the moment and we're not picking up at that level. I think that's more to do with people not selling it because obviously 227 sounds so low. Irony number two. And if you looked at, I guess, you know, you'll stick a 10 quid carry onto that for May 24 on feed wheat. Feed barley, probably 20 quid discount to that. So sort of maybe 210 harvest. Malting barley, spring, really good low nitrogen distilling varieties, £25 over futures price. So you're talking 264 something like that for harvest movement. And winter barley, probably a tenner less than that. That's round figures. That's roughly where it's at at the moment. Obviously, that sounds a lot less than 300 because it is. It sounds a lot more than 200 if you want to put that in a context, which is where we used to dream of trading. And the only other thing I've got to say, I think, is the Nov 24 futures are trading at 230, which would arguably make X Farm something like 215 to 218, something like that. Yeah, it's getting closer and closer to the 200 mark, isn't it? And I suppose, with the benefit of hindsight, if the war's over and there's lots of production and everyone's having a good weather pattern, then the price will be probably down to £200 a tonne. In my heart of hearts, just don't believe that's ever going to be the norm again. I just think the biggest issue is weather. And I've had a comment or two about my weather scepticism, and it's a complete guess. I appreciate that. But it has to be a bigger consideration than it ever was in most of my trading career. There is definitely many more extremes. So it's wise if you have you know, a bank manager on your back to perhaps put stuff away at a guaranteed profit. And there will be an element of tonnage being traded on 24 harvest. But... If it slips below £200 a tonne, I would suggest you don't sell it. It's not there at the moment, but I think as a wise piece of observation, I would say beware someone talking you into doing something if it does slip slide on the back of what's going on now. Sub 200, I think 2024 harvest, we will see it above that level on a number of occasions sometime in the future. There we go. That was this week's market report and market chat with myself. So have a very lovely week's trading and uh, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on Twitter. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.